Welcome to the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities with your hosts, Sean Seibin and John Hughes. And now, here's Sean and John. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Russ. Or, sorry, Sean. Uh, <laughs> long weekend, so it means I'm tired. Uh, yeah, what uh, I, I sounds, sounds like you were on the road for a while. Yeah, we were. Um, that was actually the weekend before. Um, and then last weekend was trying to catch up on all the projects that uh, need to be done around the house. And, of course, this time of year, that's almost impossible to keep up sure. with. So. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's time for another Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in, joining us, whether you're watching or listening, certainly appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm excited about today's uh, show, and um, certainly it's one, it's a topic that is very important and not one that we've discussed on uh on this show, and that is increasing mobility, increasing, um, you know, stability, reducing falls, and doing what we can um, to help support our, our seniors and our loved ones from um, fall prevention and increasing their strength and mobility. Right, because, you know, I, I don't think people understand that falls really are a big deal, and most people are afraid of, of falling, yep. which it, it may not make sense to people, but the fear of falling increases the likelihood of falling. So uh, the old saying, use it or lose it, really does come into play because yep. if, you know, and I kind of resemble that these days uh, of being a couch potato, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you do need to get up, move about, you know, it, you don't need to, uh, train for a marathon, but keep moving and, you know, it'll help maintain your balance and your strength, uh, which is a good thing as you age. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So before we, uh, before we bring on our guests, uh, for those that are watching or listening for the first time and wondering what the better, uh, better together podcast is, it is all about supporting, Uh, seniors in our local communities. And what I mean by that is providing and and shining a light um, and highlighting the different services, the different resources, uh, businesses, um, exercise um, gurus, anything and everything that is all about supporting our seniors. So um, certainly appreciate everybody for tuning in. And, um, you know, I was I was looking at um, our guest and his uh, his background, and I'm going to do it an injustice by by reading it. So instead of me going through um, the fact that he's got his doctorate in uh, physical therapy, a master's in physical therapy, a master's in exercise movement and science, a bachelor's in kinesiology. Um, that's just, that's just scratching the surface. Um, Colin, um, 
Is it Hubler or Hobbler? I believe it's Hubler. Hubler. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, Colin Hubler. Uh, we'd like to welcome him into uh, onto the show. Hey guys, Colin. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, just jolly. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing well. <laughs> doing well. Certainly appreciate. I know you're um, you're battling a little a little cold flu bug um, that just came down, but certainly appreciate you carving out some time for us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. So I was I was just telling. I don't know if you heard back when you were in the green room. Um, I was I was reading up on how to best get a little bit about your background and how to best introduce you. And um, it's quite extensive and would do it, probably do you an injustice or an in-service um, by trying to, to highlight it. So why don't you give the audience and the listeners a little bit of background on yourself and, and uh, your expertise? Well, I'm going to make that even more abbreviated just because it's not about me. This is, this is about a very serious cultural epidemic that we have sure. in senior living. Uh, wow. Not just in senior living, but at homes, you know, in homes. John, you, I'm sure you are all too familiar with that. Yep. And it even extends into healthcare. This is an epidemic with doctors, physical therapists, uh, caregivers. And what I mean by that is there is a, a gross misunderstanding that as we age, that it's somehow normal for us to fall. It's normal for us to end up in a wheelchair. I mean, every day I hear whether it's, you know, it's in the clinic or in, in a senior living community. I hear that all the time in memory care, assisted living. Mary's old. Why bother? You know, Mary's, Mary's 82. She's supposed to be in a wheelchair. Well, what happened to Mary? Nothing. Just over time, she deteriorated. That is the kind of thing that I will not stand for in the sense that we have to embrace, and that's called ageism, right? So somehow as you age, that that's somehow normal. I know people listening, you may be in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 20s, whatever. There's the, the, the biggest determinant of where you're going to go is your behavior and what you do. It's not what you say, mm -hmm. it's what you do. And the most compelling statistic that I have, forget anything else from today, is that if you asked yourself, I asked you guys, which is more harmful? Sitting eight hours a day or smoking a pack of cigarettes? Ooh, sitting eight hours a day. By far, there's yeah. no question. The research tells us that yes, we can actually adapt. I mean, how many smokers do you know that live in their later years? Now, that doesn't mean that cigarettes don't cause harm. They obviously do. They lead to all kinds of health problems. But the, the devastation caused from sitting eight to 10 hours a day that was studied at the Mayo Clinic by Dr. James Levine. It was coined sitting disease. And anybody that's sitting right now, including three of us, the clock is ticking. We need to get up. And we know that, I mean, from suicide risk uh, increases, increases in symptoms of dementia, anxiety, depression, chronic pain, falls, obviously. John, you alluded to that earlier. So I really want to focus on overcoming our own biases that are that's really killing our older adult community sure. in, in these retirement homes and, and what you can do to help facilitate a, a remedy to that. 
Yeah, you bring up you bring up a lot of great points, and I don't I don't think the average person realizes or probably you know understands, like you said, falling is not a normal part of the aging process. Ending up in a wheelchair doesn't have to be part of the normal aging, you know, process. Obviously, if there's underlying conditions or or you know reasons that somebody's you know in a wheelchair that may improving that mobility the strength um you know certainly with the with the s3 balance um can certainly help that and i would i would love for you to kind of give give the audience and the listeners um because you're so passionate about it just a little bit of background on what this piece of exercise equipment is and and how we can you know best utilize it back in graduate school and this was in 97 so i was studying mm-hmm. under dr marjorie woolicott dr payfon tang on why older adults fall more and the thing that struck me i mean that was 25 what 25 years ago oh my goodness okay so 25 years ago i learned that not only is sitting you know quote unquote bad but but also that how how do we actually improve balance? So here's a question. If you want to improve balance, standing balance and prevent falls, does seated activity help? No. John? It depends on the activity. Okay. Actually, it doesn't. So this is one of the black and white things that we have in medicine where, Sean, that's correct. It doesn't. And here's why. And this is just biology one-on-one. Now, what the sitting activity can do though, it can raise your heart rate. It can improve um, range of motion, right? Depending on what you do, right, John? The problem is that it's in sitting. So when you're in sitting, is there any reason for the body to adapt in a standing position? And the answer is no. Now, it would be really nice, really nice if I was wrong. Unfortunately, I'm not. And that's what made me C back in 97. Actually, that's when I conceived the idea. And then the last 18 years, I tested it. So I went in, in and out of assisted living, memory care, and I tested it. And I went through nine iterations to the one that you see now. The idea is that rather than imposing this, this requirement, so to speak, on loved ones, because if you talk to anybody that, that's had a fall, right? Like Christine is saying there, she, right? She, uh, she says her grandmother showed her training on how to rise safely from a fall. Now, if if that person is at home and they only have a loved one, or maybe they don't have a loved one and they require a caregiver or they don't have help, what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to get up on their own? And if they do have home, ha- home health, and let's say you're bigger than normal, let's say that you weigh 250, 300 pounds, you're not getting up. That home health care uh, person is not going to get you up because it's too dangerous unless they have a lifting device. So that's where I, I came up with S3. So it's, it's, it's a transfer device that, that actually makes you, makes the person stronger every time they use it to get up. And it makes it so that once they're up, you don't have any strain on the caregiver because that's who it falls on. No matter how you slice this apple, it always comes back on the poor loved one, the caregiver, the, 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 the son, the daughter, right? And that's how my grandmother died. She died because she didn't get up enough. And the excuse from the skilled nursing facility was this. She didn't want to get up. 
are you joking? Mm. Really? So if your kid flunks out of school, right, just gets all Fs, and the teacher says, how did this happen? And didn't you have him do his homework? Well, I asked Jimmy if he wanted to do his homework. And he said, no, I don't want to do my homework. Okay. It's ridiculous. So as a culture, we can't just tell people that movement is important, that just getting up, that staying exercise is important. It's the same as brushing your teeth, getting dressed, all these things that, that if you don't do it, the, the catastrophe that, that is likely to follow is too, is too catastrophic, right? So whether or not you use S3 is really irrelevant. And that's the thing that I wanna, this is not, I don't want this to be an infomercial. This is sure. about how are you going to get the person up? Mm -hmm. And then how are they gonna actually do challenging standing balance exercise, right? That's the question. How are you going to do that without straining yourself or the caregiver? And that's the, the question you need, you need to answer. That's why I invented S3, because I got tired of lifting people. I got tired of my back and my shoulders being strained trying to help Bill who weighs 300 pounds. And, and the limitation is me. It's not what Bill can do, it's me. And so I wanted to remove that. So anyway, that was the whole premise of S3 is how can we remove that strain on caregivers, on loved ones, but still create an environment where the person, they can do this stuff on their own. They can self-transfer, they can get up, they can really challenge themselves in standing. And how many people do you know that can do, that will have home health three or four times a day? They're not gonna be able to afford that. Right. So this way they can get their program. And then by virtue of that, if they have S3, then we can reduce healthcare costs while simultaneously really improving Mary, Bill, you know, Mildred, improving all of their, their conditions so that they don't lose independence because there's yeah. nothing worse. Yep. than losing independence. I mean, yeah. it's it's just devastating. And and the the S three that stands for safe, stable support, correct? Actually, sexy, sexy, sexy. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Sean. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. Safe, stable support. I I like the sexy, sexy, sexy too. I don't know <laughs> that it's got the that it's got the flow like safe, stable support does, but. Um, is there, um, is there a video mm -hmm. that you can tee up for us that, that maybe we can, we can show and, and sure. Yes. So Russ, are you available? Are you able to pull up a video real quick, please? Oh, there you are. Okay. Can it, can you guys see that? So just click on video one there. And this is, uh, this is real. So this woman, this is what you see in memory care. I've seen it, you know, in home. Uh, you'll have to click it so the video pops up. There it comes. Go. And you see, and you'll have to mute that. Just <laughs> yeah, you want to mute that. You can see, this is very common, right? This is, we see this all the time. Can you hit replay real quick? So. This is Shirley. Shirley's in memory care. And Shirley is not happy because she's got people yanking on her, pulling on her every day. But we know that she has to get up. She's got to bathe. She's got to dress. She's got to do all these things.
go ahead and go to the next video. Just hit the arrow to the right there. Now, this is S3. So what you do is you just wheel it in front of her. This is portable. And then Shirley wow. stands up. Wow. And, and the best part about this, oh, I love you, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about this is that every time that Shirley uses it, Shirley gets stronger. Sure. And, and looking at her, go ahead and hit replay again, if you don't mind, Russ. Um, the, what you got to understand, when you look at Shirley, you think there's no way she can stand up on her own. She's too weak. Right. That was the, the beauty of the device. That was the engineering that allows people to balance between upper body and lower body strengthening that allows them to be independent. Can you X out of that top right corner there, Russ? Quick uh, question. Right there. Yep. And then uh, go to, yes. Um, you, if you want to see another transfer, this guy, yeah. go to three. This is funny. So this is Mike, and he's also in memory care. Look carefully. Do you think that Mike had something bad happen? Can you hit replay? Sorry, these are so short, but that was the whole idea is to keep things short and concise. Do you think something happened to Mike? It's hard to tell. It's hard to know. Very hard to know. Hard to but, but most people would say, oh, what did he have surgery? Did he, you know, what is he? Did he have a fall? The answer is nothing happened to Mike. Six months ago, he could self-transfer. Six months ago, he could self-transfer. And then go ahead, hit the arrow to the, don't hit, don't X out of it, hit the arrow again. And then you can see what happens when Mike uses it. So then Mike now wow. can start to get his strength back. Wow. So he can start to do this on his own. And the demand on staff, right? The, the demand on staff is almost eliminated. And go ahead and X out of that. And then can you jump to video eight, please? The idea is that it has to be easy to move. So otherwise it's worthless. So this gentleman is 85 years old. But he's a, he's a relatively fit 85-year-old man. And you can see how easy it is to move. It only weighs 57 pounds. So it's pretty easy to tip and roll. But the idea is that you basically have a 500-pound a strong man at your disposal, never call in sick, will never get hurt. And you don't have to worry about transfers wow. and exercise. That's really the premise. Now, can you X out of that and then jump to... Uh, video right there number 11 please this is this is the beauty this is the technology you see this woman this she's at home she's 90 and you see her wobbling there see how she wobbles uh-huh that is the key to dramatically reducing fall risk that is the key because what it does is it forces anyone who uses it you've got to learn to manage, you got to control your body in all three planes, right? You can X out of that. But the idea is that you can, you can control your, you need to control your body in all three planes because that's the way life is. Right. And if you control, if you click on number 12 there, Russ, this is how we usually do it in therapy, right? So I put my arms out and this woman has a vestibular order, disorder that we didn't know about and she almost lost it. So what we do with her in going, click the arrow, right? And then... You can see now, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And the technology is how the brain interprets the information coming from your fingertips there on either side. It makes it so that when I touch those on either side, it controls the torque. It controls it so I don't have to worry about falling over. The only way you're really going to fall is if you put the hands up and then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of suddenly put your hand out or you put your hands down. Same thing. The key is just to keep your hands in that safe position. And we have a 100% clean record, uh, no false.
The key is just to make sure that your hands stay in that safe position. Wow. That is, uh, that's, and, that's pretty impressive. Well, this, this woman here, if you click on 14 there, Russ, if you don't mind, I love this woman. She's 98 on 14. She couldn't stand for 18 seconds, uh, about a month, two months before this video was taken. Now she's doing squats and she's doing squats without straining the caregivers. And she, she's hilarious because she was in, uh, she was in memory care. She was hilarious because she would say, okay, are we done yet? Are we done yet? And she would say, oh, I hate this. I hate this. She would sit down and then she put her hands back up and stand back up and keep doing it. So <laughs> her brain was like trained to hate, you know, any kind of exercise <laughs> whatsoever. And that was her normal reaction. I hate this. But she could tell that her body and her brain, actually, she could tell she needed it. And, and um, if you look at number uh, 15, this is the best way, in, in, I think, to scale fall control. In, uh, like, this is assisted living, but they can watch videos and you have classes, right? So you have classes. And then when you're done, they just stack together like shopping carts so you're not eating up a bunch of space. But the idea is that you're now able to scale fall reduction yeah. and not strain staff. Um, this gentleman here on 18, I want to I just point something out. This is a local care facility, okay? They were using a Hoyer with this guy. Look at that. Wow. They were using a Hoyer. That's the PT and the OT. Can you replay that? Does it look like he needs a Hoyer? No. No. So every time that they use, and the, uh, uh, just for those that don't know, the Hoyer, the hydraulic lift, that's literally a sling. So they set you up in a sling and it's like a crane and they lift you up where the patient does absolutely nothing, yeah. nothing. And I want, I think this is a good time to reiterate that the hydraulic lift that was designed back in the sixties by a gentleman named Tom Hoyer. And he was a, a paraplegic. He designed it for paraplegics. But what healthcare has done, oh, really? You mean our staff doesn't have to do anything? Perfect. I'll take 100 of those. So there are facilities using Hoyer lifts on people that should not have, that should not be, um, have, should not have that, that being used on them because yeah. guess what? Their muscles still work. So I really take exception to the facilities that claim to provide gold standard care right? Well, we provide, we do what's best for the patient and they still use Hoyer lifts. And then almost all their activities are just sitting in bed. They're not getting people up. That is not gold standard care. Right. In fact, that's abuse because what you're doing is you're facilitating, you, you know, you're facilitating disability. And that's unacceptable to me. So how do, how do we, how do we, as 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 the public, as as loved ones, as you know, caregivers, um, how do we, if if we don't have one of these, you know, that that's readily available to us, what are what are some other ways that we can help improve that balance and improve that strength? Sure. So. Um... Russ, can you please pull up the videos again, please? And I need you to go to, uh, the, because yes, if you don't have S3, there, there's a couple caveats. 
So go to uh, 12. Got to go up a little bit. Yep. Uh, this would have been fine, right? Because the, the key, and just if you could just keep, keep hitting replay for a second. Um, this woman, in order to improve balance, right? She needs to wobble in standing. And, and she was kind of doing that, but you can see, oh, she lost it. And then she suddenly needed a lot of help. So the mistake here is, well, if you do this at home, you don't have S3 or parallel bars or something. Right. What you do is just make sure that you put one foot in front of the other to give yourself a nice uh, base of support and spread them out. So you kind of have a wide base of support with one foot forward and your, and your knees are bent so that if that happens, it's easy for you to make sure that the person doesn't fall. You can also make it so that you have a chair. I mean, I also suggest having a chair there because when you do balance training properly, you get so exhausted because all four balance systems, there are four of them, they all have to work to keep you upright. And most people, right? Most people think, well, I walk. So I don't need to do balance activity. That's like saying I eat, you know, I eat, you know, brown rice, so I don't need any protein. Like that, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because yes, you need some balance to walk, right? Without mm -hmm. an assistive device. But because your inertia is taking you forward, walking is not considered a balance training uh, exercise because it really doesn't challenge balance adequately. You've got to really challenge balance to make it difficult in order for balance to improve. That's just the premise of biology, right? Does that help? I hope. Yeah, no, that that helps. That helps a ton. That helps a ton. Um, so this is this has been a passion of yours for 25 you know 25 plus years um what's next what what, what do you see or you know how does how do we get a hold of these how do the communities get a hold of these and and what's next well just i would say you can go to s3balance.com and then click you know get in touch, you know, you can get in touch with us that way. But yeah, sure. I think the most important thing is talk to the loved ones in your life, whoever, I mean, you may work in senior living, you may be a caregiver, that you need to talk to those people that are in charge. And the person in charge might be you, that you can no longer allow people to just sit all day and rot away, because that's what will happen. You, that's easier for you. But what you're doing is that's abuse through neglect. Right. So I would say that, that what people need to do now is hold senior living accountable. And this is not to say, oh, well, then they can just get S3 problem solved. No, they have to have that that some passion. They, it's got to trickle down. And a lot of these communities don't have that. They're just they're stressed out because of staff. They have you know staffing shortages, especially now they're stressed out because now they're having more falls. But those two feed each other. So what I would say is the, the most important thing to do now is find ways, whether it's S3, whether it's training your staff, whatever it is, you've got to find a way to not let people sit and knock off the seated activity. It doesn't do anything for falls. We've got to let that go. And what I hear is, well, it's better than nothing. Yeah, but it really is nothing. I mean, it really does not give you anything that you need for life. Nothing. So I... I I really think it's 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 important. Now, 
it is better than nothing, but right. Cause you can get your heart rate up. But the problem is that it just, from a standpoint of independence and function, uh, it, it's so badly lacking that I can't in good conscience recommend that. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's why I, I had to invent S3, but I hope that makes sense. Um, no, it, makes, it makes total sense. John, as a, as a home, as a home care provider, um, would would your staff be able to if they were properly trained and and one of your one of your clients one of your customers had one of these units in in their home would your staff if they were properly trained would they be able to help them with doing some of these exercises or is that considered um home health care so home health will send in uh physical therapy or occupational therapy to work with people um we have traditionally if those folks leave exercise handouts behind uh we'll help the client with those um but the last couple of years comfort care has pivoted a bit um and we have our own uh fall risk management and prevention program uh, it's called Gateway. Um, it was designed by the same person that put together all the information you can download from the CDC on falls today. And so uh, while we're still, in my opinion, ramping up on it, we're doing more assessments and helping people do different types of exercises to maintain that strength. Because, you know, sometimes we come in and the person can stand up with help, but you know, like some of the CDC steady activities mm -hmm. are like sit to stand. And, uh, you know, we work with some of those. And over time, again, we see people that couldn't get out of their chair without help now being able to walk from their chair to the table to have a meal or something. So, you know, we do work a lot with people on that and are, as staff allows and stuff, you know, with the staffing shortages Colin mentioned, um, we're, we're trying to expand more into helping people uh, get their balance, keep moving and stay independent for a lot longer. Sure. Sure. Colin, what else would you like um, to share about? I mean, obviously your, your passion um, is palpable. Um, it's, and, and I love it. I love it because um, I, I think just by spending a little bit of time on the website and walking through some of the videos um, and, and watching them a handful of times, there's no question that the S3 balance is, um, you know, something that is, is so basic in its concept, yet so revolutionary in its outcomes, because to my knowledge, unless they were, unless you had, um, you know, somebody and you had the bars into the wall mm -hmm. and you were doing it that way, but you're not walking into a, a, a unit. You're not walking into your ballot zone, if you will. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's actually very complicated why I made the handlebars the way I did. Um, mm -hmm. That was for safety based on 
basically how the brain inter interprets information when you when you touch bars. But but remember, the idea is that if you don't challenge balance, it's not going to get better. There's no biological reason for it to get better. Right. So it's really if you want to cut falls uh, and really boost independence, you can't be doing stuff in sitting. Again, it is better than nothing, so to speak, according to others. But when you're talking about independence and cutting falls, it basically is nothing. We've got to get people up. And to that extent, I, I really sympathize, John, with, with how the staffing market is right now. I've never seen it this bad. And I really sympathize with companies that are like, well, I don't know. What, what are we supposed to do? I mean, I'm, I'm short 30 people. I'm supposed to, you know, how are we going to make this work? And that's where I've, I've told them, well, if you, if you used S3, that, that then opens the door where you're not going to be limited by patient size anymore. Because if I go in, if I'm going to go into a patient's home, you know, excited to work with Bill, I go in, oh, Bill weighs 290. Um, it's too high risk for me to do anything in standing. Because I'm not going to be able to get him up on my own. So it'd just be nice to have the S3. I, I mean, and without even putting the screws in, let the device wobble. It'll make it more effective anyway. So it would take less than you know ten seconds to put together, and then you can then you're not limited by that anymore. Because staffing, it does anybody understand why staffing is so bad now? I know I, that's a whole I, other conversation, but my I goodness. think that would be like winning the lottery if you had an answer to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously I, related to to COVID, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I've never seen it like this. I really sympathize. Um, but, but what you said about the CDC, they put out that compendium. They have a, the latest one, I think was in 2015. But even that compendium, if you look to see, well, what, what am I supposed to do outside of the uh, fall risk management, right? Because they got all the fall risk thing from medication, reducing clutter, all these things all the things that I think are obvious, but it's almost like they, they don't realize or even know that strengthening and proper balance training is such a critical piece of that because they really don't have it in there. They just refer you to the Otago, you know, the, the fame, the CFIP, you know, all these other pro programs that have been shown to improve, right. To, to boost balance. But that kind of leaves people in, in, in the public in public going, well, what am I supposed to do here? Because if you just reduce, the risk factors that are they're environmental. Well, what about the biological? Because you and I, we don't have to. We're, I'm not scared of falling. I mean, the reason we're not scared of falling is because when we're active, we it's part of our daily routine, right? Well, it's not part of these folks' daily routine. So you have to implement that separately. So I, here's a, here's a question for you guys in the audience: At what age does exercise lose its effect? Never. Sean? I'd say, yeah, I'd say never. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you the number of people that just say 80s or even 90s. And if that were true, right, then that means that if I turn 85 and up until the time I turn 85, I'm working out every day, right, that and I suddenly stop working out going into my hundreds. That means that I'm not going to adapt to doing nothing, that I'm just going to stay fit. Conversely, if I start working out when I'm 85 or 95, the body has to adapt to that. I was on the phone with some pretty big um, 
big wigs from a, a national chain. They've got over 60 communities. They were talking about putting an S3. And they said, well, once, once they're in the 80s, they're old, that's it. You know, we, it's just all about maintenance to death at that point. And you can picture that probably didn't go go over well with me. I was just going to say, and how and how did that uh, go over with you? <laughs> well, I I tried. I mean, I'm a doctor of PT, right? So I always try to be. My my um, passion sometimes gets misinterpreted for being, you know, insulting or arrogant, and I totally understand that. So I I, I always try to I, I try to be as professional as I could, but they insisted that having a standard Hoyer protocol that if they can't lift a person who's a one person transfer, they automatically go to Hoyer. They didn't see any problem with that. And it's it's that kind of thing yeah. that is killing older adults. It's literally killing them. And in Oregon, I don't know if you guys knew th that the state stipulates that, for example, like with memory care, they're required to provide activities, right? They're required. Whether anybody goes, who cares? As long as they have them on their schedule, they are in compliance. So, but it also says in there that there is to be, that you are not to intentionally harm your residents, you know, your customers. They're violating that every second of every day because they literally, when you ask them, if you walk in and you see a, a room full of people just rotting away, just sitting there in chairs, when was the last time that, that she got up? When was the last time that he got up? And you and you hear, well, I don't know, maybe at breakfast or, you know, just to get get dressed. Well, are they are you planning to get them up because you are killing your resident? This is how that slow death occurs. It's a morbid statement, really, but unfortunately, unfortunately, it's true. So, yeah, I I think about I think about my dad, and you know, and and he was he was a medical train wreck, and he had he had Parkinson's, he had cerebral vascular disease. Uh, congestive heart failure, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, yeah. and was pretty much, you know, wheelchair bound for the for the last year of his life. Now, he still had really good upper body strength. And when he could get himself up, mm -hmm. he had pretty good balance. That's right. But we weren't and we we bypassed assisted living. His assisted living was us helping, you know, care for him and my mom in in our home. Um, and then he went to memory care and was only there for three weeks. But had he had one of these available, I can guarantee you he would have been able to transfer himself, get up from his wheelchair, you know, be able to pull himself up and probably walk. Yeah. To the bed or to the toilet or wherever it was he was going, as long as somebody, you know, was there or had maybe the, the wheelchair or something, um, you know, behind him. But, um, you know, I guess one question that I that I do have and and John, you may be thinking the same thing is what do we do if we don't have one of these? What do we, you know, what do, what do we do? What are some things that we can do at home that are going to, that are going to help? Cause not everybody's going to be able to have access to, you yeah. know, to one of these, you know, that we, we realize that. Um, but what are some things that we can do at home 
um, if we don't have access to one of these units? So if you go to, um, I believe it's action30.com, uh, there are, it's free. There are videos there. It actually, it talks about what you can do if you don't have anything, if you don't have access to anything. There's a home program there. If you're younger, I wanted just to throw out the, I didn't want to forget to mention this because it's a free site and it's loaded with videos. I, I did a documentary on PBS. I was on for two seasons and I just pulled the videos out and I put them on Action 30. And so if you are younger listening to this, it, this can be very helpful if you go to, and again, it's action30.com. It's yeah, free. Just, yeah, you can watch any of those videos. Just make sure you're doing your exercises properly. So that's, and you don't have to have any equipment. If, you, if you're talking older folks, so we're talking, um, you know, like what we've been talking about here, go to residencematter.org. So, it, and again, it's residencematter.org. There's, and, and this is free. Go to, um, there's, there's a two-part class there on what you can do to help people depending on their, their condition. It's go, it goes through the, the ins and outs of the, the clinical side to the psychological side, the mechanical side. Um, there's, and there's also a podcast there that you can listen to called Choose Your Age. But the idea is that you are now able to kind of, you know, self-manage at home. So residencematter.org is one. And then the other one is action30.com if you are, if you're younger. But I want to stress that when you do this stuff properly, so if you do the, the balance training properly, we just finished a two-month study in, in a local uh, assisted living, two assisted living and a memory care unit. They, for two months, they, we, 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 we looked at high risk folks who were falling a lot. They were falling between these 18 people were falling about 50 times a month. These 18 wow. people. Wow. Right. And then, so the only change that we put in was that they were doing S3 for 10 minutes. That was it. 10 minutes of S3 up to two to three times a week. That was it. And then what we did is we, all we did was just looked at the number of falls. I wanted to keep it simple, just number of falls. So just raw data. They went from falling about 45 to 50 times a month to five to 10 times a month. And, wow. and that was the only thing. And I don't want to stress, it's not like S3 is magical. It's not. The magic happens when these people actually get up and their muscles turn on, vestibular system turns on, proprioception turns on, right? All these things turn on and they adapt. And you don't have to, as long as you are making it challenging enough, whether you have S3 or you want to do it manually, whatever it is, you've got to take time. It has to be important enough to you to make time for your loved ones or whoever it is you're trying to help to get them up and challenge them. And by the way, Please don't ever ask someone, do you want to get up and exercise now? That, that doesn't work ever. You will always get a no because go back to the homework situation. My son, you know, was like, hey, Evan, you want to do your homework now? No. I mean, come on. That's going to be hilarious. He's going to laugh at me and go, are you high? What's your, what are you talking about? So 
the proper question, the proper, the proper way is actually not to ask a question. It's to be, we need to get your exercise, your uh, balance training going. So let's go ahead and do that now. Or you can ask them, when are you doing your balance training today? When are you getting up? But the thing you do not do is simply ask them if they would like to do it because nobody's going to want to do it. Nobody sure. wants to dress in the morning. I don't like to take a shower or brush my teeth, but I do those things because of what can happen if I don't. It seems to me that the senior living community, that the senior living space in general, they're just starting to kind of catch on. And COVID actually, there was a silver lining to COVID. They're actually starting to catch on that the lifeblood of their financial wealth, their financial well-being depends on whether or not their residents get up. That if their residents, they just let them sit all day and then they have no room to complain about occupancy, no room. And which, by the way, if you can believe this, the company that I did that study at, that two-month study that showed those results that were, you know, shocking, if nothing else, they didn't want to expand S3 in their communities. Wow. It, the woman that was in charge of that said, no, I see no value in this whatsoever. So there's just, wow. and, and again, it's just like, I cannot force somebody obviously to to make a decision like that but i mean that's senior living though they're they're struggling with staffing they're struggling with falls and they still haven't drawn the connection between the two that if your residents were more independent you wouldn't have many of these problems at all you've got to get your residents up and more independent yeah no question no question Well, I, um, I, I could listen. You're so passionate. I could listen to you talk about this <laughs> the rest of the rest of the afternoon. It's refreshing. Um, it's, um, I think it's a, it's a voice that's obviously needed. You provided us with a ton of information, a ton of resources. Um, before we, um, before we sign off, I want to be respectful to you and your time. Um, knowing that you're not feeling well, what else would you like the audience, the listeners and the viewers to know and how can they get a hold of you and how, where can they go to get more information on the S3? So there are three websites that I think, I mean, and this is all free access, right? So s3balance.com that's S is in Sam, the number three, and then balance.com. And that's all things S3. It has free training on there, videos to, to talk about, well, why is it so important to get up? And again, it's not really about S3. It is about whether or not you're gonna get people up or not. S3 does make it easier, but the key is getting them up, however you wanna get them up. Action30.com is if you are maybe a weekend warrior, you're, you're or older, I mean, you can be older and more fit, right? It, it has a lot of information there, whether you have equipment or not, and how to work out at home. Um, and Make sure you're doing that safely. The squat is a perfect example. Most people squat in a way that actually causes more harm to their backs and their knees. So I think it's important to, to go to action30.com if you are planning to work out or if you're working out now to do a screening of what you're doing now just to make sure you're, you're doing things properly uh, based on orthopedics. And then residencematter.org, there is that training class. It's a two-part class that, again, it's free. Um, and it just takes you through the science 
of why and what happens, how to do the balance training and to really get a lot out of it rather than wondering, am I doing this right? Am I really using what the research and what physics tells me? You know, that sort of thing. So it's all about education. Um, so anything I can do to help to educate people, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to, to email um, Colin at s3balance.com. I mean, just C-O-L-I-N at s3balance.com. And or through the website also works, but I'll, I'll do anything to help uh, within within reason. Certainly appreciate it, Colin. John, did you have did you have any other questions, comments, any last parting words before we let him enjoy the rest of his afternoon? Well, I I think uh, the key takeaway here should be to keep moving. Um, and if you have retired and uh, spend more time on the couch uh, instead of moving, well, maybe it's time to get up and get moving. Because um, I know personally, when my dad retired, now he chose not to have a hip replacement done. So that was part of his issue. But over the course of the first year or two, he was retired. To me, he aged about 10 years. And one of my friend's dad, who was about the same age when he retired, somebody introduced him to golf and he was golfing four or five days a week. And he caught up in looks to my dad so cool. probably 15 or 20 years after he retired. So, so there cool. was definitely a correlation there for me. So, you know, well, uh, you know, what's fascinating is I talked to a, a NASA. She, she was a, a professor at NASA. She's 88 now. And she said, do you know how much you age when you're in space? like to what extent you age in space because there's no stress on your body. I didn't realize it was 15 to 20 times wow. full, 15 to 20 fold. So if you're out there for a month, you age or a month, you know, a month and a half, you age basically two years. Wow. Wow. So it, it speaks to the importance of imposing some stress on your body. And I know that your mind doesn't always agree with that. It'd be so much easier to just sit and watch the game or just sit and do whatever. But if you're not doing your due diligence, and it's not like you have to be up all the time. It's just, I would say, if you can just answer this question, do you feel like you've earned this downtime or you're going to earn it later because nothing works all the time. You're going to need to rest. You got to, you're going to need to spend some time on the couch to recover and rest. You've earned it, but can't be too long. You know, your body just, if your body was a car, you'd never buy it. Never. Way too much maintenance. And it is a pain. But it's worth it, in it's my worth opinion. worth it in the end, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us. Love Certainly me. appreciate it. Would love to have you back on the show, um, you know, again, down the road. Um, you've provided us with, like I said, a ton of information, a ton of resources, which is what this podcast is all about. So thank you for all that you do for seniors. Thank you for the passion that you have. And um, I hope you feel better soon. <laughs> thank and you. This helped. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. I really appreciate what you're doing, too, to call, call attention to this. It's, it's a yeah. great work you're doing. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. appreciate that. And um, certainly appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to having you on again down the road. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Man. What?
What a wealth of information. What a wealth of information and um, no nonsense, no BS information too. I love it. The passion, like I said, the passion that he has is palpable. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't even get into, you know, the fact that um, my mom's an ideal candidate for this. She just had her knee replaced two weeks ago. Um, she's still recovering from a fall of her, of her own where she has now a lump, uh, lower lumbar L2 compression fracture that happened back on March 31st, but still has to wear um, an LSO brace that comes up here and then wraps around and cinches and um, props her up. But um, she could definitely benefit from doing some of these exercises once she gets out of rehab. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I, I know my mom had her hip replaced and uh, didn't really want to do the therapy. Um, come to find out there was a little bit of a, a goof up with the uh, screws and stuff in the, the hip. Oh. And uh, that was the main reason was it actually was still causing her pain. Uh, once that was corrected and she started doing the therapy, uh, she went from almost sitting in a chair all the time to buzzing all over with a walker, but sure. nonetheless, she was mobile and able to do stuff on her yeah. own. So Great. yeah, okay. you got to use it or lose it. Yep, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show and um, certainly appreciate everybody tuning in and watching, listening. Um, however you are um, joining us, certainly appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share to the Better Together podcast YouTube channel. Um, and I truly believe that in order for us to have better lives, better families, better communities, and provide better resources to our seniors, we must be better together. Uh, I'm a realtor by day, uh, licensed in the state of Oregon with EXP Realty. I'm based out of Salem. I'm also a seniors uh, certified real estate specialist. I cover the entire Willamette Valley uh, with passion and compassion. You can reach me at 503-569-5651 or via email at Sean, S-H-A-W-N dot Sibon, S-I-B-O-N at exprealty.com. Lastly, a huge thanks to my co-host, Mr. John Hughes. John, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you or Comfort Care for more information. Um, I'm the owner of Comfort Care Home Care in Salem, Oregon. Uh, our number is 503-400-6637, or you can go to comfortcare.com. That is C-O-M-F-O-R-C-A-R. E.com. I'm a certified uh, senior advisor and a certified dementia educator. And, you know, reach out. I'll help you in any way I can. Beautiful. We'll certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Thanks again. John will be back in uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, two yep. weeks on that would be June 14th, I believe. Yep. June 14th, and we will be talking the ABCs of Medicaid um, with uh, with the lady from Northwest Disability and Senior Services. So uh, look forward to that one. John, I'll see you in, in two weeks, my friend. All right. Sounds good. See you there. All right. Thanks. We'll see everybody later. Okay. 